Ay, ay, ay. I don't know why I did that. Hey, it's the Loftus party. I was gonna do, I was gonna do like a Steven Tyler thing, and like, like, ay, ay, ay. and obviously I can't do it. It that came out so sad. It was like a, it was like a racist Mexican joke. Ay, ay, ay. I don't. I apologize for that noise. That was supposed to be in my brain. You should apologize to me. I'm a big Aerosmith fan, and you thought that was Steven Tyler. It was in my in my brain. It sounded just like him. Like, I, I don't I, from like Dream On, and uh, no, yeah, it did no. not. That was poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty Chips. That sounded horrible. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. What a crazy show. What a cra- There's so much going on in the world. First, let's check in with you. How are you doing over there? Oh, I'm doing great. Had yeah. a great Father's Day with my dad. Oh my goodness, Father's Day. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Went so out what, did to you, what did you and King of the Gypsies do? That's who <laughs> your dad is. You're, he's King of the Gypsies. Oh, he's King of the Gypsies. He'll be he'll yeah. be happy to now, know that. I'll let him know. He's not the Gypsy King. He's King of the Gypsies. King of the Got Gypsies. It. That's like a nickname he gave to himself. So nobody really like worships or anything. It is like <laughs> he doesn't get to do laws. The Gypsy King would do that. Your dad's. Oh. Okay, I'm right. off the track. What did what did the King of the Gypsies get for Father's Day? Um, he actually got Tom Shalhoub's book because I thought it was funny. Tom Shalhoub. What's the name of your What's the name of the old book by Tom Shalhoub? Um, mean Dads for a Better America. Ah, and you know what? Tom Shalhoub taking a little page out of the uh, Flipside TV show handbook. Did you see what uh, Tom Shalhoub did for his cover art? The Norman Rockwell thing. Exactly. He put his face in a Norman Rockwell painting. And Mm -hmm. who's been doing that now for the past year and a half, two years? Oh, that would be you. That would be correct. Although he picked a good one. He picked a really good uh, picture to do. So you're saying it's a a funny book? You liked it? Yeah. You know what? It kind of of reminds me. My dad really found uh, a Christmas story hysterical because it was very um, analogous to his childhood. Like a lot of the things in there rang true for him because it was about – set when he was a kid and this for me was very reminiscent of the time he was a dad so it it it'll talk about things that his kids did in kind of the same vein so that's cool we should have yeah. you know what we should do we should try to get tom shalhoub on the show here so he could talk about the book well tom shalhoub follows me on twitter so i'll ask him <laughs> invite him invite i will him. i will I'll tell you what. I'll just say it right now. We're gonna. And then I'm not saying it's gonna happen next week, but on this podcast, we're gonna start having uh, more guests. I'm gonna. I'm gonna announce it right now. Kevin James said he would be on the show. Ooh, fun! That's a heavy hitter right there. That's a heavy hitter right there. That'll that'll be a fun episode. I won't get a word in edgewise, but we're not just. Oh, it'll be a blast. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it, it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a lot of laughs. Yep. Because it's not just politics. It is. It's politics. It's pop culture. It's all of the above. But there's people who are into politics that they don't want. You know, whatever. We have a little bit. It's a buffet. It is a. It is a uh, entertainment and politi- political buffet. All right. So speaking of a political buffet, uh, a recent uh, a poll came out today, and Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in America. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I I do. I get it because he's uh, he's the also ran. He's the oh Bernie, you had a heart of gold. And uh, Hillary screwed you over, and now we got mean old Donald Trump up there. We love you, Bernie. You keep going, guy. That's what. That's why he's the most popular. That's. I totally see why he's the most popular. You really think it's because people see him as getting screwed? Uh, I, I think. I think his fans, the people who voted for him, when they're not out trying to assassinate uh, Republican <laughs> baseball players, I. Jeez. Th- oh, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll to that, get to later. that later. <laughs> Uh, enough. Woody Allen said that like comedy is tragedy plus time. You mm-hmm. know, tragedy. that's uh, that's where. Did you hear that? That was crazy. No, I didn't. Oh, I just heard that. I got this crazy chime in my uh, in my uh, headphone. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think the reason they like Bernie Sanders is he pr- he promised them all this stuff. He talks about this great utopia we could have if the one percent would just pay their share and if we just made it fair. And these people, I guarantee you they believe that if uh, Bernie Sanders was running the country, things would be fair and everything would get better. 
Okay. First of all, fair is when I'm eating your candy. Um, yeah. Yep. That was that was one of my well, that was my father in law's favorite saying when the kids were small and would say, "That's not fair." Um, second of all, Bernie Sanders owns three homes. He made one point eight million dollars last year, and I think we should nominate him to be the first one, Michael, first one that has to give a hundred thousand dollars to some schmuck we pick. And then he's got to take one of his three houses and make it into a homeless shelter. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And I tell you, like, I know he's got the three houses. His wife inherited some property after, like, her folks died. And that's how they got the third house. And after she uh, – I don't know what happened. I know she got some kind of parachute after she put that college a- a- out of out of business. Right. But really, if you if you ever talk about a dude that needs to practice – what he preaches, like Gandhi, right? Gandhi was out there preaching all kinds of stuff, but he's sitting there, you know, wearing a loincloth and, you know, making his own clothes and doing yarn and stuff. And starving uh, to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Barely getting by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bernie Sanders, that, that just like the, uh, the audacity. Like some people get bugged like when – uh, Leonardo DiCaprio tells him about climate change, but yet he he's got a private jet and blah blah. For whatever reason, that one just doesn't resonate with me. But Bernie Sanders, when he starts talking about fair and that that dude, one point eight million dollars he made last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I don't know how how he made that money, but you just want to say, mother blanker, you are the one percent. He is. And he's very typical of the one percent in a socialist structure. The the ruling class never loses their money. That is the truth. And never. I tell you what, these these kids. Uh, I don't know how long if, if you're a new listener or whatever, but uh, they always say the same thing, you guys. That oh, uh, Russia, that didn't work because they didn't do the recipe right. That wasn't real socialism. And Venezuela, ah, that's not real socialism. And Cuba, that's not real. It's always not real. Well, show me a real one and show me the one that works because uh, people are so eager to go down this uh, slip and slide with Bernie Sanders when it never works. Never. That's what drives me crazy about it. Socialism. It's always. Yeah, and they and they always have their like Che T-shirt on, and they're always they're always they got the old Soviet Union flag, and you're like, hey, how how'd communism work in the Soviet Union? Well, that wasn't real communism. Well, then why are you marching around with their flag? <laughs> Put that down. Where's your flag? Where's the Bernie Sanders flag? The Bernie Sanders flag of fairness. Well, and they always ignore how many people that you know the Soviets and and Che and everybody else killed to make that happen. Oh, they're the world leader. Yep. They're the world leader. Yep. Socialism, killing more people than any other form of government ever and making everybody else's life equally crappy. Yeah, they'll they'll talk about like an Hitler monster, right? No one's – listen, straight up monster, killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Stalin, Joe Stalin, monster, straight up monster, killed a lot of people. Who's the Chinese guy, Pol Pot? Uh, no, that was M- Mao, I believe. Pol Pot oh, yeah, was well, Cambodia. Yeah, well, Pol yeah. Pot, Chairman Mao, both those guys. Straight up, Mao's, can you read a book? Do you know how to read? Oh, you're enemy of the people. <laughs> it's, it's straight up racist voice day. I'm apologizing Well, speaking for it. of racism, how about the slants? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the best transition. Best one ever. <laughs> Speaking of racism, I'm the slats. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, that was the best. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Supreme Court thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a sentence! What a sentence! That was the best. That was that made it all worthwhile. I think my whole purpose of doing <laughs> any kind of podcast uh, to this point was for that sentence. Speaking of racism, how about the slants? <laughs> now you're laughing oh. and I'm laughing. This is like when we were at CPAC and that whole zombie apocalypse thing happened. Oh, and boy, I was right. You boy, were right. Was I right. Yeah, you were right. Wasn't that creepy? 
if you're new to the show, here's what happened. We're at CPAC, and it was like this really weird vibe. And I'm like, this is like really creepy. It's like right before a zombie attack. I was just getting the heebie-jeebie, and then boom, I didn't even know it. There was curtains behind us, just like thunder, lightning, hail. There was like that weird, my uh, spidey senses uh, were tingling. But anyway, just so everybody doesn't think we're horrible uh, <laughs> racists, the, the Supreme Court is what we're talking about. Yes, in an eight to, eight to zero decision. Yeah, that's they great. All got on, they all got on board. I don't know. It was some Obama-era prohibition on something, and there was a band who happens to be a bunch of Asians that called themselves the Slants that were Which told they— Which is a great name. Isn't it, though? We're told they couldn't call themselves that because it was racist, and then we have the whole Washington Redskins thing. But the greatest thing about this decision, I, I honestly believe this is the best news I've heard, oh, in a month, easy, is every single justice said, we don't, we don't put prohibitions on speech that offends one group of people because before you know it, we're never going to be able to say anything. Yeah, you we'll just do be not, communicating with grunts and clicks and, and yeah. emojis. College students everywhere, you do not have a right not to be offended. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. You're yep. not going to – that's the, the the perfect thing. You do not have the right to not be offended. And that uh, – well, that's that, – that was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, no, I'm, I, and I'm happy for – in a weird way, I always thought it was I always thought it was the Washington Redskins that was this was the problem and this was the big case. I knew nothing about uh, a band called the Slants. Neither did until I, and today. I thought it was fabulous. <laughs> and those dudes look cool. I haven't they listened do. to any of their music. I'm going to now. I I'm, will I'll probably download some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another band uh, that I just discovered. Uh, I want to say La Tigre. And they they're they're fantastic. It's this girl like punk angry group, Le Tigre. <laughs> and I'm like jamming out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy that song. That's good. And then I go to another song and they actually wrote the theme song for uh, Hillary Clinton. They wrote this, the the official Hillary. I'm with her like punk anthem. It's horrible. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, how could you really take that and make it into something? I mean, her logo looked like a hospital sign. Yeah, they yeah. tried. Bless their heart, but that was that was the well, horrible logo. The, and that's the, the other thing. My my liberal friends, you, yeah. you gotta you gotta just come to grips with this. She was a crappy, crappy candidate. I can't say that oh, no. enough. That's why Trump won. The best she thing that crappy. came out of that whole book about her campaign and everything was the fact that it's her turn was actually under consideration for a slogan. Yeah. Hey, was, it's uh it's, it's her, her turn. turn. It's her turn. And wouldn't it be wouldn't it be wonderful if we did elect a girl president, a woman president? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that send a great message? It, uh, like that's like uh, when I when I'm going to pick a president, their genitalia I don't even think makes my wish list. No, I'm looking, no, not at all. I'm looking for who's going to do the best job, who's going to keep us safe, who's going to let us thrive. And I, speaking of thriving, uh, I guess the the Dow. I don't know. When I went to work today, the Dow was crushing it. Really? There, the, the, it was like in the mid 21s. It was like uh, 21,400 and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like they're, they're talking about it could, <clears throat> they, they could get uh, 22,000 very soon. Wow. And like a bunch of money is, so much wealth has been created just because the stock market's doing good. And mm-hmm. I know I don't feel it. I don't feel it. You don't feel it. A bunch, probably our listeners don't feel it. But I tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in uh in in trickle down you get like oh my gosh these guys are making money they feel confident you know what we should build that you know what let's uh, work on that new factory let's hire some dudes to run that factory everybody gets a taste everybody gets a taste well in a new coal mine the coal mine is either starting or reopening in pennsylvania for the first time in eight years yeah first new coal mine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lots of people over in pennsylvania pretty excited I bet I bet they're thrilled. Yeah, I bet they're thrilled. I like I I tell you what, uh, I I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think old Trumpy is doing okay. People are freaking out. Why won't he tweet? Why won't he listen to his handlers and stop tweeting? I love it. No, the poor guy gets it. Oh my God, he hasn't tweeted in twenty one hours. They must have taken his phone. Oh my God, he's tweeting again. Look at this. And then, oh my God, he didn't pray for the soldier or the the naval guys that died in the in the boat. Yeah, did he did yesterday. That? Yesterday he did. 
And then they did another one with that poor guy. Uh, what's the guy's name? Scalise that got shot. Uh huh. And and Trump goes to visit the guy in the hospital, and the reporter for the New York Times go, Trump didn't even go in there. He didn't even go to the guy's room, and it got thousands and thousands of retweets. Mm-hmm. And then, like twenty minutes later, he's like, "Oop, I'm I'm sorry, I did that wrong." Yeah, he did go in there. Like, why would you go? That's what tells me that there's media bias. That's what tells me there's media bias. You're going out of your way to try to find something, and it and it started way before. But like, remember, like the the Trump's first night in the in the uh, in the Oval Office, they're like, "Dang, he moved the bust of Martin Luther King. He moved it." And it's like, no, there's a like you're going out of your way to try to tear him down. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Yep. Well, and there's a guy on Twitter, uh, Josh, he goes by numbers muncher. And he'll actually catch those tweets and the correction tweet and compare them. And I mean, it's almost to the point where I think some of these people know that they can do that and get a lot of traction out of something. And they do it on purpose. Like it's not even a genuine mistake. Oh, I, I tell you what. Uh, yeah, you don't have to wear a tinfoil hat to to get me to believe that. They nope. know they're they know they're just uh, making up an egregious falsehood. So anyway, uh, before we go just with the Trump thing, uh, that girl jumped on stage at the uh, at the Caesar play, the Julius Caesar. The more I see this stuff going on, and the more commentary I see, I'm just convinced. That 80% of America doesn't know anything about the classics. I mean, you have her jumping. I mean, the producer has been out there saying, this is not a pro-assassination play. This is a play that shows the bad stuff that happens when people try to take control that way. That is what Julius Caesar is. That's what it's always been. And almost every president has been portrayed as Caesar. I mean, these people are, are acting like this is the first time that, is, that a sitting U.S. president has been put in the role of Caesar. They did well, it to Barack Obama in 2012 with NEA well, here's, funding. Here's the, here's, the, here's the difference, though. Yeah, I'm sure the production with uh, Barack Obama as Caesar, <clears throat> when Caesar's assassinated, you have that quiet hush that mm-hmm. comes over the audience because they're all like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then Caesar's like, you know, you too, Brutus. And then he dies. And they're like, oh, no, they killed. What have they done? And then Brutus starts to feel bad. And Mark Anthony feels bad. But this one, here's what I heard. I mean, like, and all of this comes coming, coming off the heel of uh, Kathy Griffin holding up the dead, bloody head. And then you got a clip of, uh, you know, Trump, uh, a Trump figure, you know, getting stabbed. It, it just looks bad. It's bad optics, as they say. Um <clears throat> Right. Someone was uh, telling me on Twitter the other day because I, I did the the latest vlog about it that when Trump, uh, the Trump figure gets stabbed, people start cheering, and that's the true disgusting thing. Well, and I mean that is disgusting, but you know what? I don't think some of those activists cheering people would have been there if such a big freaking deal hadn't been made of it. This is Shakespeare in the Park in New York City. It's bound to lean liberal. Okay, but most of the time, if you're going to Shakespeare in the Park, it's because you're a fan of Shakespeare. I mean, you don't go listen to Taming of the Shrew unless you understand it, right? Yeah. I think you're seeing a completely different class of activist going to that play now because it turned into such a big deal. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But I I guarantee before there was any hoopla over this, I think people were probably cheering when 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 Trump was stabbed. Whatever. And that's where. Like this girl jumps on stage and she interrupts the play and, and yada yada, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But I'm telling you, if you want to go and and protest uh, the, the Trump assassination play, the tragedy of Julius Caesar, here's what you do. You wait until they kill Caesar and, you know, et tu, Brute, and freak out. Just start crying and wailing and grabbing your neighbor. No! No, just freak out. It would be great. I don't even think you'd get arrested. <laughs> I just think, just lose your mind, overwrought with grief. They did it. Oh no, it'd be hilarious. No, that but would some be... girl, some girl uh, jumped on stage. That's what she decided to do. Interrupt the performance. Yep. Bad call. 
Bad call. Not a fan of that. Well, and so somebody else did it the next night. Now there's a bunch of GoFundMes and, oh, we're going to go to trial with this. It's a $1,000 fine. If you want to GoFundMe the 1000 bucks. that's great. No lawyer's going to take it because you're standing on 1A and 1A <laughs> – does not apply. A lawyer will take it. I guarantee <laughs> there's a lawyer in New York who'll be like, I think you got a case. <laughs> How much money do you have? I've oh, got 25000 yeah. That's funny. That's exactly the number I was going to charge you. And you're still going to pay so the $1,000 fine. Um, yes. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's not a First Amendment case. Stop saying that. You have no right to your 1A with Twitter, with Facebook, with any company with terms of service, with your employer. <laughs> You don't, um, and you don't have one with a private play production in New York City. The only thing the First Amendment provides you is the right for the government not to throw you in jail, kill you, or make you a dissident over something you say. Yes, and you can jam out to the latest slant. Yes, you can. You can jam out to the latest <laughs> slant because we while think- wearing your while wearing your Redskins jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I didn't like about it. Like these people, they're almost like the the rights version of social justice warriors. They can't wait to point out, oh, look at this. The, 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 the girl that got on stage, she partnered up with this guy and they're bad guys because they, they're, they're trying to raise this money because of this, that, and the other thing. Look at them trying to get – and it's like it doesn't look like they're trying to get rich off of it. I don't think they're trying to, you know, oh, boy, we got, we got $25,000. We, we'll be living – Pretty for the rest of our lives. I think they knew they were going to get in trouble, and they wanted to make sure they were covered. A friend of mine years ago uh, went streaking at an Ohio State game, right? Mm-hmm. Ohio State football, and he knew he was going to get busted, so he prepared. So before he took off all his clothes, because that's my friend's streak the right way, the full Monty, completely nude. Uh, he had his little uh, tennis shoes on, and he made sure uh, he had. Money. He had what he thought was going to be enough money for bail in one shoe, and his other shoe had his uh, driver's license in it, so he could prove who he was. So I don't, I don't, I don't care. These I, these people, they've, they've got a GoFundMe page. Good for them. I think they are going to have legal fees, and she's going to try to get more money out of it or, or more uh, attention and publicity. So she probably will try to take it to the next level. And if if that's how she's going to uh, pay her legal fees, so be it. Yeah, no, she's getting her 15 minutes with Hannity tonight, I think, and it'll probably go from there. My bigger deal was we're on the right. I I think we're supposed to know better because we talk about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights all the time. Don't call it your 1A rights. Stop that. That's wrong. (laughs) That's just absolutely wrong. It it does sound like a couple of knuckleheads just grasping at straws. Uh, And when we get arrested, we'll say it's a violation of our First Amendment rights when they know better. You go to a private performance, you're not allowed to do stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. You bought a t- you bought a ticket, the ticket's a contract, yada yada yada, don't throw me off the plane. Exactly. Okie doke. So yeah, and then but however, I think there's a huge huge oh my gosh. My neighbors I think my neighbors' pipes are about to explode. Can you hear that? I can. <laughs> are this, you nervous? This is like I'm a little nervous because it's like a pipe. It's like uh like someone's doing a bagpipe but just one note yeah. i'm hoping it stops soon it's like a bad clarinet just one tone <laughs> this is horrible. not gonna this is not gonna last this will not i'm gonna be calling the management uh tomorrow yeah no it would be hard to sleep through that if i can hear it through my headphones <laughs> I can't wow even make you're almost music. on tone with it i was very close you were very very close <laughs> you had a little warble. Oh boy, they're big people upstairs. They're big uh, people. They're big people. Yeah, and, I had I had big people neighbors in an apartment once, and it was kind of like they gave I don't know lessons on teaching elephants how to dance or something. I mean, oh, they're just the loudest people I ever heard. And they loudest. shower and they they bathe a lot. They bathe a, a lot. lot. Yeah, and I think that's what this pipe noise is. I'm like, I'm very He's quiet, like like they're going <laughs> to hear me. Are they like but out yeah. of water or something? It sounds just horrifyingly bad. <laughs> just this tone. Just, oh, there it goes. It changed a little bit. It went up oh. a little bit, up a half step. You think oh, they're I running their it. washing machine? or They're trying to run something. Yeah. Maybe it's like a pipe in their – I don't know. But I they don't know they either. take they take baths and showers in the weirdest hours. I haven't been here in the longest time. You know, we you just scared start, we just started back up. 
You scared the old neighbors away. You could try it again. I might have to. Exactly. I might have to like really, really crank up some uh, – oh my gosh. I where I was on the road. I was in Boston with uh, with Kevin James and blah, blah, blah. And he was doing stand-up. His brother was the opening act. And before he went on stage, they played this old song by Fat Boy Slim. Remember Fat Boy Slim? Mm, remember the oh. name. Uh, how, what about now, my funk soul brother? Check it out now. <laughs> It was like I hadn't heard that song in years. And it, oh, thank the Lord, it stopped. Oh, thank you. Okay, My dogs that, that's were re- starting to scratch at the door. They could hear it. That was really bad. <laughs> this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest show ever. Speaking of racism, how about the slants? <laughs> and then, I'm and the halfway in, we have we have pipe music. We have pipe music. Uh, Carrie Fisher's autopsy just came out. A lot of drugs. Lots. You know, yeah. the fact that she could even get on a plane on all that. Come on. I got, I tell you, listen, she, there was uh, ecstasy, there was cocaine, there was heroin. Uh, and I think she was still boozing it a little bit. I watched a documentary about her and her mom recently and she seemed, whatever she was doing, she was high functioning. I mean, I, I got to. In a weird way, I mean, I'm not surprised about the drug use. It doesn't it doesn't make me, uh, you know, like her any less. But in a weird way, I got to have to say, nice job. She was a you, professional, clearly. I, I guess so. <laughs> she, had, she had been around the block. She knew what she mm-hmm. was doing. Mm-hmm. Carrie, what are you on? I'm on, uh, I'm on heroin and ecstasy and cocaine. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. I could maybe have a glass of wine or two, maybe a... Are you, what are you going to do later? Oh, I thought I would just uh, go do some shopping. I got some errands to run, working on a script. <laughs> just like, just like normal day, normal day. Oh, and I got a, I got a, I got a costume fitting for the next uh, Star Wars movie. But yeah, XC cocaine, heroin in my system right now. Okay, I gotta go. Got a bunch of stuff I gotta do today. <laughs> Way to go, Carrie Fisher. We miss you. Um, what else? Oh my gosh, we'll just do like a little death thing here. We'll just have to take a little. A sidebar for death. That poor kid, uh, Otto Warm Beer. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. He passed away, and and where was he? Cincinnati today. Yeah. How did they maintain him for a year? And he gets here with great medical care, and boom, gone. I don't get that. He was. I think because he was barely holding on when they put him on that plane. And I think that when Dennis Rodman showed up. Like Dennis Rodman's like, hey, man, I'm going to come over and uh, check out North Korea. I haven't seen you guys in a while. They're like, OK, we got to get rid of this uh, this white boy because uh, my friend Dennis is coming over. I, I honestly think that's what it was. They didn't want to have Dennis Rodman in town when that kid uh, passed away. So they just they pumped him up full of adrenaline or whatever, and they just kept him alive as long as they could. I I just – I think they beat the snot out of him right before Rodman got there. (laughs) I don't believe the botulism story because I know people who caught botulism. I know what it did. Botulism shuts down all of your sympathetic nerves and you stop breathing. The only people that I know who have survived a botulism infection had immediate EMT service and had a ventilator placed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible little little organism there he did not suffer from botulism in any way that i've ever seen not that botulism probably isn't rampant in north korea i I, you know i i'm hoping we hear what actually happened to him because i'm sure that the doctors who have been taking care of him have some good idea i don't think you want anything to go wrong mentally uh or or medically in north korea i don't think you want to you don't want a toothache in that town um if you're in a north korean prison you don't want a bug bite and you know what was weird? He was trying to steal a poster. Well, they said that. I think he touched it or something. I mean, let's say, let's say he, let's say it was there was a poster on the wall where he was staying. He tried to lift it like fifteen years, and that's like that show. You ever watch Locked Up Abroad? Mm-hmm. I've seen oh, it. Terrifying, mm-hmm. terrifying, and it is just startling. It's like God bless America. God bless America. There are countries, evidently, there are countries uh, on this planet where if you try to steal uh, a propaganda poster, you're going to go to jail for 15 years. Yep. That's crazy. You can't mess with the that propaganda. Is, 
And I, and when when you come across people like that, like okay, for real, that's your system. That's your that's your law, and that's your punishment. If I take this poster, if I try to take this poster, I'm going to go to jail for 15 years. Yes. Well, and see, that's a whole nother thing about socialism, communism, et cetera, right? It's a totalitarian system where you can't mess with the message. You go back to the epic work on what that would look like, and it's 1984, right? People changing history and everything else. So here, this just goes back to the whole thing I said with Caesar. People don't understand literature and art anymore because we stopped teaching it appropriately at some point. Al Franken and Olivia Wilde decide that Donald Trump is straight out of 1984. That's that's the ultimate. And I, I know we've <laughs> talked about it before on this podcast when these people start they start talking about Trump's America is just like 1984, not realizing that the the far left, the mm-hmm. people who are shutting down the free speech, you're the bad guy in that. Shutting down free speech. I mean, the main character in 1984 was responsible for rewriting history. Yeah. Who's rewriting history? Who's taking down statues that make them feel bad? It's not Donald Trump, and it's not generally the right side of the political spectrum. And who is coming out with like – in 1984, they had that weird doublespeak thing that like Mm -hmm. uh, war is peace and – you know, they had those weird like backwards – uh, right? Mm-hmm. And they and they have these weird things like someone will do something that's pure evil and and they'll come out and they go, I don't know. That's a mystery. We don't know why that happened. And then when their political opponent uh, does something, they're like, well, obviously this is – he's the victim of brainwashing by political operatives. <laughs> it's just like how many attacks have happened by radical Islam? How many people have been blown up, run over, stabbed, whatever? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know I don't what – uh, I don't know what's got crazy. Him. We're gonna to have to think about this and then and, and look into his. Specifically, this week was yeah. the the last week was the the one year had passed since the Pulse shooting in Orlando. Big article in the New York Times. We're still not sure why it happened. You're not. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea. Right? They don't know. We're still. Uh, we're we're still looking at evidence. We're still looking at evidence. We got a team of uh of psychologists working on it there, Liberty Gypsy. Yeah. But then some Sh- Sean uh, Spicer some today. Crazy, today. Oh, I'm talking about this this crazy guy in 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 London, that moron yeah. who runs over the people in the mosque and like right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I don't even think that dude was in handcuffs on his way to the police van yet. We're like, well, obviously he's a right wing nut job, and he's the he's been brainwashed by the <laughs> by by conservatives. Within 24 hours, the commissioner of police in London is obviously he was anti-Muslim. This is Islamophobia. Oh, really? They're they're quick on the trigger with really? that one. And Sean Spicer stood in front of a press conference today and refused to comment. Refused to comment on the shooting at the baseball field, where the guy was carrying an assassination list in his pocket because the investigation is ongoing. Again, I think we know what happened. Yeah, I, this I tell is you what not happened. a mystery here. It has something to do with Gabby Gifford and Sarah Palin. Oh my they kept, god! They kept bringing it back to that. I'm like, holy smokes! You've got 11 Republicans out in the middle of a baseball field dodging uh, bullets, and this really let's this really goes back to Gabby Gifford and when Sarah Palin tried to have her assassinated. You're just like, this is. It's Which crazy. was completely debunked. This guy had been obsessed with Giffords for like three years. Yes, yes. But I, I'd say, and the New York they Times frame puts it, as, it in an editorial, and it's like, yo, what? Sarah, uh, Sarah Palin uh, said she was going to sue. I hope she does. I hope she does sue because they, they knew that too. was wrong. They knew that was wrong. Isn't oh, that they knew it was wrong. Libel? And they did a correction. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. people and see, were that's, losing and their that's minds. When, when when that would happen to Trump, Trump is like, I'm gonna have my lawyers look into it, so maybe we can change the libel, so we can try to sue. And then people are like, Oh my gosh, he hates the First Amendment. He hates the First Amendment. And I think he's an incredibly frustrated person when you're allowed to just print lies and you know it's a lie, and you come back a half hour later and go, Oh my bad, I lied. The whole thing, the whole thing with Comey. Comey told me three times I wasn't under investigation. New York Times leaks. Oh. We have it on good authority. That's not true. And then Comey gets up there and testifies. That's exactly what he told him. I I'm, I'm I feel like such an old man right now. But like when these people start freaking out over a New York Times story or a Washington Post story, I, 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 I'm like 
I'm like Foghorn Leghorn. Like, are you really going to believe that boy? Are you are you that slow, son? Like, how many times? How many times has it been proven false? And people are like, oh my God, the Washington Post has a source. No, they don't. No, they don't. Just put your panties back on. Rosenstein, then Rosenstein, the assistant attorney general who's now got the special counsel reporting to him, right, comes out and says, you know, when you see these things anonymously sourced, I'm telling you right now, they're sourced from people who don't know what's going on. You might want to know at least the department or the country before you know, before you believe anything. So here's the assistant AG saying, that's a load of crap that he's under investigation now. They're still running with it. They're still running with it today because he tweeted a joke. Why he tweeted he a joke. The tweet. Oh, it's so obviously it's so obviously a joke. And people are like, well, he said it. He used that word. Why did he say it? If he says it, it must be true. Really? I mean, I can understand people not understanding sarcasm on Twitter, uh, especially with the new Twitter. Oh, new my Twitter's God. Terrible. New Twitter's awful. But it's like it's like I, I, I seriously I want to go up <laughs> to these newscasters and go. You don't see where this is a joke where you Trump is like showing is you sarcasm. I mean, I'm being I'm under investigation by the people who told me to stop the investigation into the investigation. It's like wordplay. It's like a who's on first. Yeah. If you if you can't see if you're like, oh, I have to take him literally. I have to take him literally. You know, I'm going to if I could talk to Donald Trump, I want to teach him how to use like the eye roll emoji, which denotes sarcasm. I think I could help him. I think I could help him. Thank the Lord he's not using emojis. He, <laughs> he would go down like seven rungs in mm-hmm. my – like right now I really like the guy. But if he started doing like winkies and thumbs up, I'd be like, oh, no, no. No, that's but just not if he's being sarcastic, then then backslash sark. That's another mm-hmm. way you can do it. He's just – because they're so – they're just – okay, so all through the campaign, you, you, you couldn't take him literally. Remember, but now they take everything he says literally. Oh, remember when he's like, I bet I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I'd still get votes? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's going to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. No, he's not. <laughs> Come on. There's, oh, if, you're looking to be, if you're looking to be offended, there's plenty to be offended by. If you're looking for it, if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. But uh, the, you know the Supreme Court just... gave a slant today. I don't care that you're offended. The Supreme <laughs> Court has my back. And do you know, in in a twist of all things, who I just want to hug? Who? Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz is the bomb lately. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what he got know. in his bonnet, but he's all about the Constitution. Well, I mean, he's a constitutional law professor. He taught Ted Cruz. They didn't agree on a lot and didn't agree necessarily on every interpretation. But when it comes to executive powers, he's very clear. Everybody's telling me. I'm like, if he really wanted to to end the investigation, all he had to do was pardon him. He can't pardon him. He wasn't charged. I'm like, oh, really? So Ford didn't pardon Nixon? Yeah, and Bush didn't. Uh, who was uh, didn't? Who did uh, Bush's dad pardon? Uh, like Casper night- Weinberger, but I think he like, might have been charged. But he, it was the night before he testified. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so ergo, he doesn't have to testify because guess what? Whatever you're going to charge him with, I'm going to say he's uh, innocent. Yes, the, the, do- the doctrine of preemptive pardon is like from 1886 or something. It is. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I honestly, I feel bad for these people who who sip from this uh, Kool-Aid fountain of BS every day, and, and they really believe it. Like, oh, here it comes. Today's the day. He's going to get impeached. Oh, I read this article in the, in the, New, York, in the New York Times. This is, it. this is it. This is the one. Washington Post says this is it. This is the one. Like how It's like being on the edge of a sneeze, and a sneeze feels so good. A sneeze, and like you're like, huh, huh, here's a guy. Oh. Impeach, huh, Maxine Waters, huh, huh, here it comes. And you're never going to have that release. You're never going to have that big impeachment orgasm that if you this, want. If this it's doesn't just, you're, stop. It's just a giant – Dick tease of impeachment. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell's going to have a heart attack. Oh, I, I tell you what, I, it doesn't shock me at all that this guy went out on that baseball field, and and I and and some poor twisted soul like that is going to think I'm a hero. They they are really going to think that they're a hero. But yeah, people are going to lose it. Rosie's going to lose it. Who else? Who else is going to lose their mind? Oh gosh, Alyssa Milano. Oh my! Is, uh, did she just get ripped off? Did she just find out that her manager like stole a bunch of money from her or something? 
oh, I missed that if she did. I think that happened today. Where, did it? Because I'm, yeah. I'm just really irritated that she keeps coming down into Georgia 6 for this 12-year-old named Ossoff. Oh, boy. The special election. Say, oh, my God. They could not. Keep they, your eye on that one because I'm that's, just, just, that's just a barometer of how angry they are. And they're all coming out for this Ossoff guy. Like 26 million of the 30 million he raised came from California. Yeah. Well, what they uh, it'll be a very very good uh like barometer, like a wind sock, like a weather vane thing just to see how bad the headwinds are. Uh, cuz I don't I, e- I, I honestly don't even know that it's that. Oh, it's oh, that's all it is. That's all it no, is. No, th- this race became nationalized. You are not going to be able to nationalize every house race in 2018. And not only that, if this little dork gets elected now, he's going to be out in 18. That is a red well, district. This is completely what, fabricated. But what they need is a hero. They need their Joan of Arc. They need their – it's a symbol, right? They've, they've lost the other little special elections and they're like, well, it was close. It was close. That's a really, really red county. We made it close. And if the Democrats would have spent some money, we really would have won. And they keep saying that. They need to put up a victory. They need to put up a victory. And you have, you have these super, super – angry liberals right now because Russia hacked the election and Donald Trump is the antichrist and they're throwing gay people into uh, reassessment uh, camps and uh, so they really need they need a victory and, it, and I tell you what if this Ossoff guy wins they're going to go this is it and they're going to try to mobilize if we all come together we can do it if we all come together we can do it and and that's I'm terrified of that I'm scared of that because they are out there and they are yeah. – there's a boat. They are legion. And well, if the millennials – look what the look what the millennials just did in England. That oh, chick tried, She tried to have a special election. She goes, oh, if I do it sooner, it will be better. And man, oh, man, the, uh, the millennials came out in droves and they shut her down and they put their own little English version of Bernie Sanders in there. And I tell you what, that's that's really, really – when you have everybody who's fresh out of the uh, MSNBC reprogramming camp uh, go out to vote, it's woo-hoo. Well, that's what it we call scary. college now, right? That's what it is. Oh, I that's know. What, that's that Dennis Prager uh, uh, movie that he's working on. But th- that's what – and if those, if those kids come out in droves and give me something for nothing, if they come out in droves – I don't think there's enough conservatives. I don't think there's enough libertarians to stop them. I want to go on record as saying this, and I, I said it when Donald Trump won. The reason he won is because Hillary wasn't a good candidate and she didn't have all that support. But if you can find – if you can mobilize all these uh, young people and people in, in, in bad neighborhoods and out-of-work people who think, man, oh, man, the government owes me – uh, a bunch of money for nothing. I should just get a bunch of money for nothing if they all come out and vote. That's the that's the end of democracy. That's what happened when, when the people realize they can vote themselves these huge uh, raises and all this largesse. That's right. I used largesse. That's the end of democracy. You used it very well too. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, except until they realize that eventually you run out of other people's money. You know, Illinois the bluest of the blue of the blue, maybe the first state to go bankrupt. Uh, I know California looked into it. Mm-hmm. California tried, and they. T- this is back when Schwarzenegger was governor. He's like, what if we, what if we went bankrupt? Like, uh, you can't do it, guy. You're a state. And then I swear, he had his lawyers look into, what if we won the state? What if we were just the territory? Like, no, no, you can't, can't do that either. I don't know, but I mean, what does the state do when they literally run out of money? I that's a really good question. I don't know. This whole I mean, thing it's like when you're driving on the road, right? Everybody on the road agrees that those little uh lines are magic somehow and I won't cross over that and the, the guy coming at me, he agrees that he won't cross over and it's like an unspoken agreement with everybody on the road. We're all going to pretend that all this is, you know, uh these are the rules, we're all going to follow the rules, we're all going to get to where each we're each going. That's kind of like a great uh, metaphor for democracy. Mm-hmm. And once somebody realizes, man, you can just drive all over the road. The other cars get out of your way. I don't know what happens to them, but I'm going to get where I'm going and come on behind me. Then then it all crumbles. It's all democracy, this republic. It's all a giant illusion. 
And these kids, you can do it, everybody. You certainly can do it. It's perfectly legal. Everybody can vote. Hey, uh, you know, if you're born uh, in America, you get $100,000 and a Ferrari and a uh, townhouse in Bel Air. You can do it. You can all vote for it. It's it not going to happen. happen. <laughs> it's not going to work. But that's it, that seems to be like this imaginary land, and that's that's why Bernie is is so popular. Well, and, and everybody now, needs to go back and read Animal Farm. Please, yep. for the love of God, read Animal Farm because Please. that's who gets rich. The people who get rich in communism and the people who get rich in socialism are the people who decide what is fair. Mm-hmm. Those those are the that's the only job you want is in the department of what is fair. Those people will make a, a fortune. Well, and this all goes back to my little shtick about the Fabians. Oh, over a year ago now. Yep. Yeah. That, like, that was like episode one, practically. Well, episode one for us, and yeah. you know, the progr- far progressive left believes we need a ruling class who makes all the decisions. Yes. That is their core belief, and that's why they saw everybody off into these little tiny. I mean, look at what happened. Look at what happened to the brave Capitol Police officer, one of them, who took down the guy in the baseball field. She no longer has a name to people like George Takai. He just calls what? her a black lesbian police officer. Oh, she yeah. doesn't even have a name. All they are identifying her by is the color of her skin and who she prefers to sleep with. And I find that disgusting. Yeah, well, and and very uh, uh, yeah, it's disgusting and extremely boring. And I, I would be so pissed if I was that girl. So would I. Like she she did an awesome awesome her and and that other dude. Like seriously, there's a guy with what he had or something, and they got little handguns, pew 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 pew, and they beat him. They won, which is like the hallmark for uh, it's a good thing when when everybody has a gun. Well, you know what? The left wasn't really happy with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Okay, you had a Wonder Woman, and you took her name away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's troubling, and that's why I always go out to. I'm happy that people like, like we, we got, we started off like super funny, and then we, we, we sometimes we'll get preachy. I don't care. I like, but, but it's like it's really, in my opinion, it's, it's important, uh, and I'm so happy that people are. The videos are doing great. Everything's going well. Thank you, everybody, for doing this because you have to spread the word because it is a, a landslide of this like this giant – and I'm going to say propaganda, but it is like a propaganda machine. Everywhere you turn, every piece of entertainment, everything, everything, everything is like – and the end result of this uh, propaganda machine, this this warfare of sharing is caring and Bernie's the best one and socialism hasn't really been tried. Uh, the end result of that is not going to be good for anybody, for anybody. Read Animal Farm. Yeah, read it. <laughs> well, and, and here's your proof to the positive. We already talked about guy in London runs into people coming out of a mosque within 24 hours. It's Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. Dude Guaranteed. in France, dude in France, on the jihad watch list, on the jihad watch list, rams into a police van with a with a vehicle full of guns and gasoline. But we don't know why that happened yet. We're not sure. Uh, we're, we're not, not sure, sure of his background. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna have to look into it. It's a mystery. I said t- they're gonna they can just leave the lights off on the Eiffel Tower. They should yes. like. It's going to be very rare when those lights uh, come on. Mm-hmm. France is off the table for me. Oh, here's a funny one. Here's a funny one. This guy in Sweden. He was like the former. He was one of the uh, one of the um, uh, experts on Islamophobia. This guy, big time. If you were doing a newscast in Sweden and you want to talk about how bad Islamophobia was, you'd call this guy up. Because uh, he would tell you, oh, that's Islamophobia. These are lies. That's horrible. This is bad. Well, that guy took off uh, recently and he joined ISIS. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Like one day he doesn't show up to work, his wife and his kids, and uh, he just made a video. He's like, hey, and he's like a Swedish dude down there fighting for ISIS now. I uh, think that's hilarious. I don't <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so funny. Well, and, and I mean he was a, he was literally Swedish. He wasn't yes. an immigrant or a no. no, no, 
No. Because I was going to say, if you think care isn't placing people strategically within the care and other organizations like it, aren't placing people strategically within like the movements in the resistance, you're crazy. Linda yeah. Soursore is nothing but a prop. Oh, my goodness. She's this guy's name was, was uh, Michael uh, Nikolai Scremo. Oh, my and God. He's, he's, he's going to uh, be killed. He's a white dude. He's like straight up white, but he's got these. There's a pic- picture of him with the fatigues on, and he's in a little video telling other people, hey, come on down and join up. Uh, we're, we got a holy war going on. So evidently he was just uh, – I think he was fibbing a little bit about the Islamophobia. Very funny. I, I'm, you know what? I don't know if I'll ever go to uh, France now. That was one of the places that was on my list, but like, I don't think I want to go to Paris now. I, I, th- I used to I, think I was there. I had that romantic. You're lucky. You were you were lucky. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to sew. I had one of those things where I wanted to. Um, uh, I wanted to bang uh, by the what's that? What's that river? The Seine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with the Nighttime. with the with the bridges with all the locks on them for people. Yeah, that are yeah. Yes. Like the boats go by, and uh, mm-hmm. me and the wife are just kind of making out, and then we stop kissing, and we look at the people in the boats, and they look at us, and it's like, oh, and then they go by, and then we just start down, like a bow, bow, and then like, oh no, we're gonna get caught, so we duck into an alley, and some cat has to get off a garbage can, and it's just like it starts raining, and it's just bow, like a bow, just that's what I've always. <laughs> wow. I, I wanted you, that you, to you like you like went way into that fantasy. Oh, it's <laughs> right very down to cinematic. The cat. It's very cinematic. Yeah. Oh, it's like uh, almost it's well, it's not film noir because it, it's all good. I have a couple things. I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to do running of the bulls and then duck. It, you know what? It's weird. That's another one. Duck into the alley and have at it. No, <laughs> that's the common thread. I got two now where I'm, I want to duck into an alley and bang, bang, bang. Yeah. No, I like I said, I, I, I went to I went to Paris and and it was a beautiful city and um the food was great and lots of good wine all during the day. Like you can drink there on your lunch hour. It's kinda different. Um I probably would never have gone to Europe if I hadn't been with an employer who required me to go to Europe because I prefer but to you go. Didn't- you didn't bang so, some French guy, though. No, no. I was that's a devoted a wife and mom while I was there, so. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. The girl, uh, and I'm outing her, the girl who does my hair, uh, <laughs> she cuts my hair in L.A. She's awesome. She's just awesome. Uh, Big-time liberal, but such a great person. I just love her to death. She uh, she travels all over the place. She was banging some uh, bartender in Italy. She's like, how how you know what? I'm in Italy. He's hot. I'm horny. It's <laughs> like that's fantastic. That's what life. That's what life is supposed to be. Go sow your wild oats. Well, and apparently, you know, for the guys, if you do it, you know, often enough, you can actually cure cancer. Well, you can keep cancer at bay. And this is this came out. This is a a new medical study. And uh, that's a great transition. They say uh, 21 orgasms, at least at least 21 orgasms a month is what uh, a dude needs to keep prostate cancer away. I'm a dead man. <laughs> boom, boom. Well, I mean, there's ways you can up your game that don't require a really? partner. Really? I'm just saying. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've, this is the first I've heard of this. I'm just saying, if you're really oh, worried about me. it. I'm an expert. <laughs> You'll go blind. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> You'll yeah, sacrifice your vision and pre- prevent cancer. Yeah. Some, there there, that, that's the joke. The guy's, uh, you know, masturbating, and then his uh, mom comes in, and she goes, "If you keep doing that, you'll go blind." He's like, "How about I do it till I need glasses?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke, and I wear glasses. Yeah, but that's uh, there's no way, and I say this in my stand up now. Like, sex is by far my favorite thing. It's it's free. It's wonderful. It's it's endorphins. It's the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's got drugs. It's a workout. Like, there is zero downside of. More sex is always the answer. I, I got the, twenty-one. That's a that's a that to me. That's a low number. <laughs> that's a low number. I'd like to I'd like to be able to tell my wife the number at the actual number a month. Uh, sixty-two. Sixty-two. We're just sixty-two. Gonna 
We're gonna double yeah, it. Twice. You almost go, tripled it. We're gonna go two a days. We're gonna go two yeah, so a days. That'll be forty-two. <laughs> you what almost you tripled it. About? I'm talking about like a month that has thirty-one days. You go in two a days. That's sixty-two. Oh, I thought you were saying doubling the twenty-one. Oh no. Oh no. I'm, talk- <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about two a days. I'm talking about good morning and good night. <laughs> oh man. No, but that's good. So we're Pam, saving lives. Pam, call me. Pam, call me. Yeah, that's one of the things we try to do on the show is we try to save lives. Twenty-one orgasms a month to keep your man alive, ladies. Get to work. It's, the, it's get to work. It's the least you can do. Support okay, the patriarchy. I'm that's right. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, there's a thing on Twitter right now that they're. I don't know why they're trying to make this trend like like uh, the bizarre tan lines. Uh, and I want to tell you, I'm not anti-tan line, but I'm certainly not pro-tan line. Sometimes tan lines are great. Sometimes a tan line can be super, super sexy. But those little like uh, sandal mark tan lines and and the tan line from where your wristwatch is, not a fan of those. Not, not a, fan a fan of those. No, That's I like the, I like I like the bikini tan line or no tan line at all. That would be the best way to go. So really, ladies, gentlemen, just sunbathe naked. Sunbathe naked. There you and let's go. Not, let's knock out 20 of these orgasms. Keep everybody happy. <laughs> 21. Or the cancer 21. risk is still there. Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> My wife be like, dealer busts. <laughs> <laughs> I need 21. Don't we all? Uh, you busted. Okay. We, it's time for Michaeltopia, right? It is. We are right, right in the wheelhouse. We're so good at this. We're so good at this. Um, oh, and make sure we had a new episode of The Flip Side uh, coming out. Uh, Ryan uh, Gerdusky, his episode. Uh, oh, good. Is this That's a cute interview. Yeah. I love that one. That kid's funny. He's mm-hmm. funny. All right. So do you have a new a new rule for Michaeltopia? I do. What it is. In Michaeltopia, when something bad happens to someone, we do not blame the victims. And we do not cheer when people go into the hospital. You just turned into, oh, who's the guy? And that's the rest of the story. Who's that guy? I don't know. But we had a whole <laughs> slew of people asking if Steve Scalise, because of his voting record, didn't kind of ask to get shot and almost die. And we had a bunch of people cheering when Tucker Carlson went into the hospital with appendicitis. And I just find that absolute. I mean, I'm sorry. If Nancy Pelosi had a stroke, I wouldn't be on Twitter cheering about it. That's just that is so macabre. I can't even I can't even deal with it. For real. And like at least have the humanity to wait till they're out of intensive care. Like when it's touch and go, we don't know if he's going to live or he's going to die. Where His situation is uh, shaky. We'll give you updates. Y- you can save your little criticisms for his voting yeah, record until, what, until we know he's going to make it. What until you tweeted at that himself. point was, well, maybe he wouldn't have gotten shot if he supported same-sex marriage. That's horrible. Uh, Boy, it, was, it was awful. Awful. I, I know. I saw Joe Scarborough getting upset about it. They, yeah, I Joe, knew it must have been getting Jake bad. Jake Tapper? When, it was bad. It was bad for a couple days. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, Joe Scarborough was like, "I can't believe what I'm reading." Like mm-hmm. people, come on! You know like, who yikes. the worst with Joanne Reed? I oh enjoy. yeah, tweeted yeah. a meme. Oh my god, she got yeah, hammered her. even by her peers. That is just so wrong. That's good. And Michael Tobia, if we really don't like someone and maybe yeah. aren't sorry something happened to them, we just shut up. Yes, we don't say yeah. anything. And Michael Topia, you just wait for a little bit till you know how it's going to go. So I did tweet a meme that said, you can turn any salad into a Caesar if you stab it enough over this uh, whole, like, yeah. Any salad's a Caesar if you stab it. That's a good joke. Yeah, I, I liked it. I just said too soon with all the uproar over Julius Caesar. It was quite popular. And here's the thing, and I, like when I did the vlog last week talking about the whole Julius Caesar and Caesars, like the, it's the tragedy of Julius. I felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm talking down to these people, and I even said it in the thing. I'm like, like I feel I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like, you know, insult your intelligence by walking you through Julius Caesar. But man, I tell you, I tell you, a lot of people have no idea. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Okay. Uh, it, my Michael Topia is pale in comparison, and and my Michael Topia, 
uh, in Michaeltopia, there is no such thing as body wash. In my Michaeltopia, we have uh, declared body wash to be a total failure. You cannot clean yourself with body wash. When you, I'm at this hotel and you, you, you squirt out a little goop into your hand and the, by the time you rub it on your elbow, it's gone. You never make a lather and now you're, you got to use all kinds of uh, like loofahs and sponges and just to try to get a lather going. Stop with the – what's wrong with soap? Soap is good. They didn't we give the you bar soap, soap in the hotel? No. You had a selection of body washes. You go into the shower and you can use this scented body wash, that scented body wash, or that scented body wash. And then the wow. other side of the shower head, you could use this scented shampoo and or this scented uh, conditioner. But it was all like liquids. I'm like, hey – Hook, hook a brother up with a bar of soap. I got to get clean here. That's actually funny because when I travel, I take the Dove body wash with me because I don't like the soap. <laughs> I need a good lather. I need a good lather so I can get my number down to at least 20 by the time I leave the hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> we all have our systems. Hey, clean as a whistle, everybody. That We had a great show. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you uh, so very, very much for sharing the videos. I hope you guys know that I really do notice. I mean, I've seen the numbers go up. I've seen the shares go up. It's a wonderful thing that you're doing, and I cannot thank you enough. And I don't ever, ever, ever want to forget to say it. And, and, and I love it all. I love what's all going on. we got some exciting guests coming up on the show. Uh uh, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great. So thanks for joining us uh, for the ride. Um, I will talk to you very soon, won't I, Liberty Gypsy? Yes, you will. You guys have a great, great week. I'll talk to you later. Twenty one. <laughs>